This is the discourse for Africa by Africans. The African voice for Africans. The discourse. Thank you for joining me on this podcast, The Discourse. Conversations on the discourse analyzes major developing news, events and burning issues on the African continent. It examines the state of wellness of Africa, its economies, lifestyles, politics and democracies from experts' point of view. I am Imor and I tweet at Imorich. Cyber fraud has since increased over the years as many young Africans see this means as a quick-reach platform. Sadly, most of the cases have been traced to Nigeria and has caused their victims not just millions in finances but heartbreaks and devastations. It starts with a simple email promising you some inheritances, pay small and claim millions among other things that seems real. While many of us simply hit delete when we get emails from fraudsters and consider it as a spam, some members of the community can be susceptible to these sort of offers. Now, these people may have a disability, be elderly, be inexperienced in the world of computers and the internet, be struggling financially or distracted by something else happening in their lives when responding to these mails. The Dubai Police Force, United Arab Emirates, released details of the alleged fraud committed by Raymond Igbalode, better known as Hosh Poppy, the Instagram sensation. The security agencies said they have been tracking Hosh Poppy and his gang for about four months. The arrest was dubbed Fox Hunt 2. Hosh Poppy and his gang scammed about 1.9 million persons from several parts of the world and committed fraud amounting to 1.6 billion dirham, that's about 168 billion naira. aside luxury cars, computers, and other items recovered. Now, this recent issue has generated lots of reactions across the region. What could be the drive for young people to indulge in cyber fraud? Can't these skills of theirs in uh, uh, IT be channeled to a more legitimate venture. My guest today is an IT expert, Francis. Thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. What can you say is driving young people into cyber fraud? Uh, I think when we talk about uh, young people going into cyber fraud, we need to look at it from a point of view of um, society's lacking leadership. Okay. So when you have a, a political class that is not showing leadership the way it should be, you don't really have the role models you, you would want to you know, emulate. You know, in the 60s, you look at the political leadership, and even though it was a regional system, uh, if we want to focus on Nigeria now, it was a regional system, but you could have a Samadu Bello in the north with a lot of other uh, prominent uh, leaders in the north who were doing right. The same thing in the south, uh, or the east then as it was known, same thing in the west and the midwest. Now, the political leadership was not just a leadership in the sense of uh, a ruling class. We actually had role models, people you could say, oh, I want to be like this. But these days, the people that they can easily emulate 
are the people that uh what do you call them now influencers on social media yeah those are the people that can easily emulate because these people in most cases okay look at somebody like hush puppy now he was born in the late 80s most of the people on social media are really really active are millennials yeah millennials. you know so there is that he understands where we are coming from we Mm. understand where he's coming Mm. from and the political leadership and leadership at other levels also have also been appalling so it's really easy for people to turn to the wrong source and say okay this is the people we are seeing this is the people that are doing it right Mm. so we want to go with them you know i mean if you look at several countries especially in west africa the rate of unemployment uh, seems quite high and these young millennials like you have called them will look at it uh, indulging in you know quick reach schemes on it based platforms as as a way out could this be the case uh it, it's also a very big part of the case you know lack of opportunities and all that it's a very very big uh, part of the case but we need to also treat social media. You know what? Well, yeah, uh, I'm glad you talked about the millennials also, just like I said earlier. Uh, the older generation, mm. the new, the real world, yeah. and much later in their lives came the social media. Now, for these younger folks, there is really no big difference between the social media. You know, the older generations, those that grew up in the 70s and yeah. 80s, for example, wanted to be like the people they saw on TV because TV was virtually all you had then, right? Yes. Then the ones born in the 90s, of course, you know, with uh, social media coming out in the early 2000s and all that, definitely they want to be like the people they are seeing. People spend more time on social media than they spend watching TV these days, you know. But just like you talked about uh, unemployment in Africa generally, it's a big deal. If there is one contributory factor after leadership, the failure of leadership, I'll say it's the lack of jobs, lack of opportunities, especially not just jobs, opportunities generally. I think that's the second most important driving factor in what we are seeing now. And if we look at the history of um, uh, these fraudulent activities, uh, especially the business email compromise uh, fraud, it dates back to the 80s. You know, so it's not really a new phenomenon. It started with the social uh, social security number theft. Yeah. You know, then it became something else. So it's something that has been there for years. It just keeps uh, changing and becoming more sophisticated and all that. And of course, the people are getting smarter, or should we say, more clever? Oh. You know, these are young men on a normal day. They could actually do a lot for this country. That that is look at uh, countries like yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we look at countries like Russia. We look at countries like North Korea, for example. If we're talking about um, uh, hacking of um, things like nuclear sites and nuclear nuclear capabilities, immediately here North Korea. You know. Yeah. And that's a very bad thing. You you are talking about fraud. Uh, business email compromise you are talking about nigeria that's a very bad reputation you know mm. so why can't you cha- why can't we change the negative to something positive can yeah. you just take us through how the scheming works 
Although, it, yeah, it's uh, it varies, but uh, let me be specific with the uh, the the email compromise scheme. Okay. Basically, it's just about uh, directing. Uh, uh, you you have companies, right? Mm-hmm. Those companies have clients. Mm-hmm. Let's try and do this as basic as possible. Those companies have clients, so basically, it's just compromising the email by sending emails to those companies that oh we need payments for this let's say it's a logistics company okay obviously they're going to have clients that they handle logistics Mm, for right yeah Uh so you send the payment details that okay we're going to need payment for this and payment for that and you understand so the business things oh is my legitimate business partner that is sending this so we forward the money right at the same time, they've gone forward and created a website that is just as real. It looks as real as the real one, okay. you know, of the company. Yeah. So anybody can be scammed. Wow. There is nothing like, oh, I'm too smart. They couldn't scam me. Anybody can fall a victim of it because it looks so real. And if you're not careful, you're not going to spot any difference. So you're just going to forward the money to them most times you know in the u.s it goes as far as forwarding social security numbers and all that you understand oh. and they're already into they have access to all your all your accounts all your financial transactions and all that so they can redirect the rest now to their own account oh. mostly those accounts will be in tax havens okay thank you very much for your time and taking us through this issue we appreciate it. yeah it's a pleasure. My guest has been Francis Emedion, an information technology expert based in Nigeria. That has been the discourse. Thank you for joining me. I am Imo, and I tweet at Imorich.